0: hi fam hi everyone what's good how are you doing it's been seven days already ah! i don't know what's up with 2021 lakini time in akimbia can you imagine this is already the 11th of april like i cannot believe it yani i don't know if it should be a good thing or a bad thing at times you want the, uh, the day to go fast at times it's too fast for you to do everything you want to do Anyways, anyways, I'm hoping that you're doing well. Um where do I start? Let me share some highlights of my week. So I don't know if I I want to share this because I'm, <laughs> I'm this person who believes in reverse psychology and that when you sh- say something, it stops working. Like no naval na sema gas imeka, and then immediately the gas just stops lighting. So I don't know if I should share this, but I started running again because that's just the one workout thing that I really love, running. And so I joined uh, um, um, an app called Strava, which is like a community, really. It's like a social media app for working out that is running, cycling, swimming, athletes, aerobics, basically. And I I saw people who were running, uh, like were cycling 150 kilometers, uh, 80 kilometers, and I was there posting my two, three kilometers. So one day I created up and I was like, uh how do you guys just get to 150 kilometers? Like how when will I ever get there? Um uh, do I need to increase my speed? And also like it shows how many minutes per kilometer. And I was spending more time per kilometer than them who were running. Uh, who are running longer distances, who are cycling longer distances, and so the, the responses I got was that you know, for you to succeed in marathon or like in long distance running and cycling, you don't start with a lot of speed, you have to save your energy, and that means you don't talk while running and you don't start with high speed. And so, when you're in uh, you're about to reach the finish line, let's say you're going 15 kilometers, so like on the 12 kilometer. Now you increase your speed, you get into your energy reserve, and you sprint as much as possible, and that way you'll be able to finish the rest, something of the sort. And being someone who is very um, sentimental or deep, I, I applied it in my life, and you know, sometimes we really want to take life in a sprint, you know. We want to we want everything to work in the shortest time possible we want results there and then you want to start a business today and tomorrow you want to be making profit you want to just finish school and immediately get a job you want your relationships to work without putting in effort like we live in a society where uh social media has lied to us that there is overnight success but i came to learn so much from that scenario of running and marathon that life is a marathon and it's not really a sprint it's a long journey, you know. You grow up, you're ten years, and then you're twenty, and then you're thirty, and then you're forty, fifty, God willing, and sixty, a hundred, like that. And so, there's no hurry. There's no need to rush through things. When you rush through things, you give it a bad foundation, and it's most likely to crumble. It's just good to go on a slow, to go with a small, a slow pace, and then save the energy for that time when you need to sprint the most. So, I just like to encourage you that don't you don't have to go fast especially for those people who are slow goers like me you may feel like you're not running as much you're not, you're not putting in enough effort but let me tell you just that one little small step one little small step just like an ant it will eventually lead to a lot so this is just to encourage you and to know that um life is a marathon and not a sprint another thing so today's conversation is not really a conversation actually today's podcast is the second podcast at Hear her out series, which is a lady called Happy Wafula. She's actually my cousin, my paternal cousin, and she's uh, she's gonna share her story of how she was in a toxic uh, relationship and how she's able to get out of it. She gets to share some of the some of the signs, the red flags you should see, and how God actually took her out of a toxic relationship. Because at times it really takes God. So I'm hoping that it will inspire you. Quite short sure today. We're keeping things little because this is the last episode. This is the second last episode of this Second season, and so we just want to keep things light. Yeah, so before that, let's listen to a song by Chido Machanzi. She's a very amazing Afrofashion, Afro pop artist from Zimbabwe, and the song is Vima. Vima means hustle, so it's not going to be in English or Swahili, but the song is all about hustling, hustle hard, hustle in your business, in your initiatives, and I hope that you, it's gonna encourage you. Also, you can stream her music at Chido Machanzi on YouTube boom Boomplay, you name it. Hope that you enjoy. So, without not f- further ado, let's get right into the uh, into the song. Enjoy.
1: My name is Happy Wafula D'Souza. I am a child of God, a mediator, a lawyer, and soon-to-be advocate of the high court, a wife, and a mother. In the past, I was in a toxic relationship, and it took the hand of God to get me out of that. I am healed now, and I'm here to teach us the the lessons learned and the red flags not to ignore. Please, it's worth taking note that... I had my part to play in that relationship. I made my choices and I can't blame him. I learned. Now I know my limits. I know how I want to be treated. I know how to treat others. God worked on me thoroughly to get to where I am today. He is still working on me. Most toxic relationships have the same signs and symptoms. That's why you have to give it time before making serious moves like moving in, being engaged, taking them to your parents or even marriage. Most of all, pray that God opens your eyes to see what you should see and the courage not to settle for less. This was my first relationship. I was 17 at the time, so naive. So these are some of the red flags and how me ignoring them affected me. There was toxic communication. Here, he would be sarcastic and would call me names such as Pharisee because I wanted to wait to have sex after marriage. He would tell me point blank that he missed having sex with his ex to just get me to give in to sex. To get me to meet him, he wouldn't ask directly. He would say sarcastic and hurtful things to get me to leave everything for him. Sometimes he would cut communication for days and I was forced to call even his mother. And friends to look for him. Then later he would say that he was stressed about something. Every time he wanted something from me that he thought he would not get without convincing, he would threaten that he would end the relationship. There was jealousy. That's number two. After finishing my form four, I joined Kabarak University, a prestigious university. So I told him I was to join that university to study law. All of a sudden, after the advice of some of his friends, he came and started to oppose that. He said that I, was, I will change and be a snob, etc. It took a lot of convincing to make him believe that I will be the same girl he was dating. Three, he was controlling. He controlled me in every way, manipulated me into thinking that he was the best and no one could be better than him. He would do. He would just sit and talk of his ex, of how his ex was great in bed, that this was before I gave in to sex with him. He would constantly question where I was, what I was doing, who I was with, what I was eating. He even sometimes accused me of cheating when I was devoted to him. He even controlled what I wore. He made me wear very high heels that were too uncomfortable to walk. There was dishonesty. I could see a pattern of lies and would ignore. Little did I know that this made me mistrust him. And everything he said became lies even when they weren't. Resentment. He would hold on to every little wrong thing I did and use it against me. This changed me to be the same same person as he was. I would use, uh, use his own words against him. And this is bad promise of change. Every time we'd break up, he would come back and tell me that he would change and be a better man, and I believed him. Uh, I, I continued to hold on with, to the thought that he would change, or I would change him only to realize that I was the one changing into a toxic person. There were patterns, number seven, there were patterns of disrespect. When we would have an argument, he would shout at me, He had a very deep voice and was, you can imagine someone with a very deep voice shouting at you and talking all the wrong things. And when I would attempt to leave the room, he would hold me to stop me from leaving. He would hold me so tight that the next day my body would be sore. He would just embarrass me in front of people. This pushed me to the edge. I became violent. I started fighting back. I couldn't hold a two-minute conversation of heated argument without going wrong. I was constantly stressed. I cried all the time. It reached a point. I would have to pray thoroughly before going to see him because going to see him took all of my energy. It was so stressful. I would be humiliated in one way or another. It was just a bad mood. Ignoring my needs, i that's number nine. I ignored all of my needs. I could leave Kabarak University to go to more university, male hostels, and stay with him together with his roommates, who would be exiled for the better part of my stay. My pocket money I would use to buy him gifts and his daughter. I would sneak out of school to go babysit his daughter while he went for his attachment. I didn't get to perform as well as I had hoped for in campus because I wasted my time living someone else's life. Number 10, there were lost relationships. Oh, I didn't give much time to my friends and family because I was busy giving his friends and family my all. I didn't make lots of friends in campus because I was barely in the university. This is barely half of what I went through. We should know that toxic relationships operate with extremes. When you guys are happy, then there is merry and joy. And when there is anger, you can even kill each other or be killed. Toxic relationships are very addictive. We broke up over 20 times to say the least in a span of three years. We kept breaking up and making up. I became very angry. I became very bitter. My self-esteem was a wreck. I couldn't trust anyone. I became dependent on him for emotional stability until when the grace of God found me. Don't wait till you are deep in the hole because that's just like digging your own grave and burying yourself don't waste time with the thought that they will change god changes people not human beings you can lean you cannot leave your lane and expect to be peaceful i'm now happily married thanks be to god blessed with kids and blessed tremendously with the peace of god and the joy that only comes from the lord glory to god i would like to advise us to 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 not judge even these people who are toxic harshly because people go through a lot of things to get to toxicity people may be maybe in even even their families may be bad for them their parents may be toxic their siblings may be toxic and this affects them so so we can't blame anyone we just have to forge forward we just have to look for our own peace we just have to find our peace which which i believe strongly believe that it comes from the lord so, uh, believe I believe only God can take us out of every bad situation, every bad relationship, and He can make us stand out, and to the glory and honor of His name. My parting shot is that it is not by my power, it is not by might, but by the Holy Spirit. May God bless you abundantly, even as you try to be the best you can be for yourself, for our children for uh for the for the community kenya africa and the world at large to the glory and honor of, of god's name thank you and god bless you
0: so i would like again to say thank you so much for listening to uh this podcast until the very end and i have a gift for you with a job opportunity today it's just one job opportunity and uh I'd like you to listen to it, but before we listen to it, I'd just like to remind all our amazing listeners that you can now advertise with Africa Rise Podcast currently at no cost at all. If you have a job opening, if you have, uh, if you're a small and medium sized business owner, uh, if you have an upcoming event that will be helpful to women and youth, uh, if you have emerging music that you'd like us to uh, advertise to reach out to other countries, to other listeners, please reach out to us i leave the contact details in the description uh, below. And uh, thank you guys, thank you so much and see you in the next season. Uh season three. Thank you. World Agroforestry Kenya is looking for a junior research associate job summary to provide technical support to implementation of climate resilient urban and peri urban agriculture project hereafter referred to as UPA in Kenya and TMG research. Job information. Number of positions, one. Industry, research. Duty station, Nairobi. Deadline, 16th of April 2021. Job category, nationally recruited staff. Terms of offer. This position is remunerated on local terms and the duty station will be in Nairobi, Kenya. The appointment will be for an initial period of two years renewable, subject to a six-month probation period. City, Nairobi. Job requirements, a bachelor's degree in any of the following areas, agriculture, environmental studies, urban planning, community development or similar, three years relevant working experience, excellent oral and written communication skills, willingness and ability to personally conduct research in informal settlements, demonstrated experience and analytical tools in the field of qualitative research, knowledge of office management systems and procedures, working knowledge of office equipment like printers and fax machines. For more job description and to apply for the job, click the link in the description detail.